It's time for the Fun Size Show! Welcome back to your Fun Size Podcast. The Fun Size Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Mills, and today I'm joined by Chris Sinzak. Welcome back to the show, sir. How's it going? Going good, Chris. You wounded me on the last episode of the Fun Size Show. You stumped me hard, sir. I did not guess that song or artist, but today we are having you back and we are turning the tables. Yeah, I enjoyed my victory, but I know payback's a bitch and I'm sure it's coming right now. (laughs) Ah, We're all friends here. This is just fun. Chris Sinzak of the Decibel Geek Podcast and the person who is running this year's Rockin' Pod 3 2019. Here's an ad all about it. Rockin' Pod is back. The annual celebration of rock returns to Nashville. This convention brings together the best rock stars, music podcasters, vinyl and memorabilia vendors, and rock fans from all corners of the globe. Special guests include Michael Sweet of Striper, Brian Forsyth of Kicks, Jason Beeler of Saigon Kick, Erie Vaughn of Danzig, and members of Exodus. Roxy Blue, Every Mother's Nightmare, Kick Tracy, and more. Music podcasts from all over North America will be recording on-site all weekend. Special pre-party featuring the rock and roll residency, The Talisman, 8-Ball, and Lipstick Generation on Friday night. Rockin' Pod Expo on Saturday. Join us at the Nashville Airport Marriott August 9th and 10th for Rockin' Pod. Podcast registration and tickets and VIP packages available now at rockandpod.com. We hope to see you at Nashville Rockin' Pod 3 in Nashville. So are you ready to play America's Dumbest Game Show? You will have 10 questions and 3 guesses in which you will try to ascertain the mystery artist and song that I have chosen today. Are you up for this? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let me log this into the panel. Boop, boop, beep. Beep, boop. Okay, here we go. Lock and load. Chris Sinzak, are you ready to turn the tables today? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, cue that tense bass thinking music. Question number one. Is this a solo artist or a group? It is a solo artist that the hit is coming from, but I'm not trying to give you any other hints here. But almost everybody was in a band at some point. As far as I know, this person did not have a band of note. Okay. Is the song from the 70s or the 80s? It's definitely a song from the 80s. This, I mean, this is, this is a typifying 80s song. This is a quintessential 80s song. Okay, that's two. What genre would you consider this? See, that's a tough question because if I say rock, someone will say, well, that's not rock, that's pop. And if it's not rock or pop, then it's dance music and and however weird that might be. But I'm going to say that it's almost like a genre unto itself. I'm going to make up a genre today, but I'm going to call this genre soundtrack music. Okay. Like, think that era. Like when every hit movie had a soundtrack, right? Yeah. Okay. It was crazy. Part of me was wanting to say Eric Carmen, but he was in the Raspberries, and they certainly were of note, so that's that. Oh, definitely, definitely. 
that eliminates hungry eyes because I actually heard it on the radio today. Yeah. Question two. Well, that was two, right? Okay. Question three. Was was this song a big hit? Yes, this song was a very big hit. I'll give you a bit of a clue. This guy had two major hits, and he's also been a writer for many other people. Mm. This is tough. Uh, yeah, this doesn't look so easy now, does it? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's easier when you just know what the answer is. Um, let's see here. Damn, I'm having a hard time here. Oh, was this the hidden the hidden question on a movie soundtrack? No, but he did have another song. Let me put it this way, at least not that I remember. But he did have a huge song that was part of a movie soundtrack. That was a hit. Damn. A solo artist from... From the 80s. And it's more... It's kind of movie soundtrack-ish type music. Would be considered rock... Was on, not in a band. Level, on some level. On some level. I'm going to go ahead and make one of my guys. Is it Robert Palmer? No. Sadly, no. Robert Palmer has had more than two hits. Oh, God. It could be so many people. Um, yeah. Hmm. Is this person still performing today? This person is still doing it. Like every once in a while, he's one of those 80s package tours that does things, you know, that sort of thing. So that's five. Um, hmm. Does this person play any instrument or are they just a singer? They play guitar, but they are not known as a guitar player. So it's not like he's going to probably bust a, a crazy guitar solo. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Paul Stanley. Sometimes. You you play the guitar and sometimes it just looks good in your hands. But when I if I see this person in film footage or whatever, are they typically not holding a guitar? They may or they may not. I mean, the guy is a multi instrumentalist. He's a guitarist, a bass guitarist, piano, keyboards, and from what I understand, he's a triple threat. That means he can sing, play the piano, and in an emergency, move it. Hmm. <laughs> That's an old Groucho Marx joke. I didn't say it was funny. Was this was this artist around in the seventies also? Mm. Huh. Again, not anything that I can see of note, right? Like he's worked with some some bigger stars. He has worked with other stars, but not necessarily on their biggest albums. Yeah. So that's six, right? Yeah. Is this person known more as a songwriter or as a performer? I think at this point now he's more a songwriter. But at the time that he had his two big hits, he was like, oh, oh, it's it's that guy. Cool. can't be Desmond Child then because he didn't really have any hits. It was not him. No. No. Mm. Mm. 
All right, I'm gonna do one of my other guesses. All right. Well, wait. How many? How many? How many? How many more questions do I have? You get three guesses, and you have five more questions. Oh man. You said one of their songs was a soundtrack hit. Mm-hmm. Would but but that song wouldn't be considered like their signature song. No, I think this is one of the songs that when people think of this artist, this is what they think of. I keep going back to soundtracks. I almost think that's screwing me up. He has toured with Tina Turner, Hart, the Beach Boys, back in the 80s. Okay. And he also did a duet, which was not a hit, for another soundtrack. But once you get into that soundtrack thing, they just they just pound you into that role for a while. You become the soundtrack guy. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you this. Did um, did he write with Kiss? No. No. So Brian Adams is out. Brian Adams is out. John Beauvoir is out. Hmm. 80s solo artists. And Michael Bolton's out, too. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's a great question. Yeah, well, because everything goes back to Kiss. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> 80s, 80s singer. Wasn't known in the 70s so much. Right. So Christopher Cross wouldn't be on there. Even though he rides like the wind. <laughs> he certainly does. I fart like the wind. Um, Hot. Yeah, literally. <laughs> That's when you have some of that Nashville hot chicken which we will get at nashville rock and pod three. Oh yeah that'll do it <laughs> let me think here let me think here so he's on 80s package tours still uh every once in a while did what did this person ever act wow now that's an interesting question he's done some stuff with like I know he's done some stuff for the david foster foundation where he shared the stage with people like John Travolta, Michael J. Fox, Celine Dion, Paul Anka, and Rob Lowe. You know, Rob Lowe has had an amazing career. He's he's actually doing pretty good. Hmm. By the way, excuse me, I dropped a hint. Rob Lowe? Uh-huh. <sighs> what kind of hint would Rob Lowe give me? Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of what... Oh... Well, if he's an actor, and there was a soundtrack song that this guy was part of. Damn. Yeah, I'm trying to think of Rob Lowe. He was in Wayne's World. He was in Tommy Boy. He was in The Outsiders, but I don't know what the soundtrack was for that. Um, so I might have sent you down the wrong road a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know Rob Lowe's catalog that well, so it's not going to help me. Uh, three questions. Let's see. Three questions. Okay. Three questions and two more guesses. Rock. 80 solo artists, rock and roll. Um, the people that have already guessed this are screaming at us right now. I know. I know. And that's going to probably drive me up the wall when you tell me who it is. Hmm. Right. The fact that it's a solo artist is what's – it'd be so much easier if you had picked a group because um, for some reason I'm blanking on solo artist names from the 80s. Uh, and, it, and their signature song is not a soundtrack song, so I, so John Parr is out. 
What was that you just said? What was that? John Parr. Did you just say John Parr? I did. Ding, 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 ding. I got it? Chris Sinzak, you have guessed the artist. Holy hell. How did you figure that out? Well, because he was a big soundtrack guy in the 80s. Uh, yeah. He did, what did he do? He did, uh, was it Man in Motion from St. Elmo? Oh, St. Elmo's Fire, right? With Rob Lowe. Oh, that, oh, I didn't even know Rob Lowe was in that movie. Which sounds like a porn name. Um, but th- that's not the song you picked. No. So what did John Parr... So the game is still in play, folks. Here we go. So so you've actually won half of a fun size candy bar. The other half hangs in the balance right now. Oh, cool. Okay. What would be the second? What would be the other hit he had? I think it was a bigger hit, actually. If you don't get this, Chris. Oh, I know it. What is it? It's uh, it's naughty, naughty. Ding, 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 ding. You've done it, sir. You won the fun size show. Oh man! Wow, I didn't think I would get that. It just—I was ready to stump you, and after what you did to me and <laughs> with, with that other artist from the last show, I was going to stump you so hard, you would have had to went to the hospital. Ouch! Ow! Hot! Hot! Yeah, hot! <laughs> oh man! So congratulations, Chris Sinzak. You have won the fun size show. You won a candy bar. And I've lived up to my status as a geek because I knew a John Parr song. (laughs) (laughs) I knew two John Parr songs. Yeah. (laughs) And those are the two, right? Yeah. There were other stuff, like he did a duet with another soundtrack. Remember the movie Quicksilver? Oh, yeah. (laughs) There were all those movies that they were selling us back in the 80s. Every movie had a hit soundtrack. Because it was always on MTV. It was like a commercial for the movie, a commercial for the album, commercial for the artist. It was, MTV was the vehicle. Yeah. This was a huge hit. People forget how big this song was. You couldn't go anywhere without hearing it. Oh, totally. Uh, wow. I can't believe I got that. Wow. <laughs> commercial for the artist. It was, MTV was the vehicle. Yeah. So without further ado or further ado, why don't you introduce this song? Well, here's John Parr from way back in the 80s with Naughty Naughty. Yeah. Do the work in the 80s 
John Parr's first top 40 hit reaching number three on the Hot 100, and it just hung around for a while. Yeah, I, I mean, I was, I remember it being on the radio, but I, for some reason, I've kind of blanked out how big it was at the time. But yeah, it's a great song too. Yeah, you could not go to the mall on a Friday night or Saturday night; you would hear this song everywhere when it came out. Yeah, you still hear it on the radio once in a while. And it had those weird keyboards, you know, like, yes, owner of a broken heart keyboard sound effects, like, but yeah, like all your clues now make sense. Like, you know, rock, but some would say that's pop, not rock, but yeah, for sure. But seriously, that's a hard rock song. If you think about it, like a hair band could have done this. Oh, totally. Yeah. I can hear a hair band doing that. Yeah. Progressive hair. (laughs) Do you remember the video for this song? I have no memory of the video at all. Oh, come on. I don't. I really don't remember. I'm going to have to go on YouTube and look it up when I get off with you. Because there are like a lot of hot chicks. Tease me. Lisa Renna. Ah. Lisa Renna of Melrose Place played John Parr's love interest in the official video for this song. Well, I'm definitely going to check it out now. All right. I'm going to punch the video up here on YouTube. I'm going to check it out take a look at it here okay the video starts out he's working in a garage he's, he's working on a big rolls royce and the boss tells him you better get your act together and he just drives away with lisa renna at the end and <laughs> she smacks him in the mouth it's one of those typical 80s video and there he is in the guitar he had a really weird elvis pompadour 
mullet kind of a thing. Yeah. It was kind of like an a modern update of Carl Perkins' hairstyle. He had the mullet going on. Everyone did at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Robin McCauley had that too. Thank God for hair product. Yeah. And at the end of the video, he and Lisa Renna drive off over the Golden Gate Bridge into space. They literally go into space. That was the 80s. That was MTV. That was perfectly fine with us. He stuck it to the man, he ruined the Rolls Royce, and he got the girls. That that was the 80s videos, right? <laughs> that was a good time. So, you won. You won, sir. You are two for two right now on the Fun Size Show. Not everyone can say that. Well, thank you. I Two for two. I gotta defend my title sometime. <laughs> Someday we need to do the contest of champion where we where we welcome back the losers who have won. I mean the one, well, you know what I mean, the past champions. I'll take whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Chris, thank you for being on the Fun Size Show today. We look forward to the Decibel Geek podcast and tell folks where they can find it. Uh, Decibel Geek, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, wherever fine pod or pod chase or wherever fine podcasts are sold excellent well we want to thank you for being on the fun size show today and tell all your friends about it share it up on the social medias come on out to the rock and pod three meet myself christine the button queen matt porter a bunch of us are going to be there bj and last year at the rock and pod we saw four people with fun size shirts there that was pretty cool and that candy dish that we set out, because we put fun-sized candy bars in it, that was a big hit. Well, candy always goes over well. Especially with rock stars. They're all coming up and getting candy. It was really cool. The guy from the Biters came over just to get candy. And I'm like, you guys are the Biters. It was fun. That's awesome. Great band. For sure. Chris, I want to thank you for always being a positive voice and for all the ways that you've helped out our shows and... We want to thank you for throwing this party for us at Rockin' Pod 3. Thanks for coming, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to have everyone back. All right, we'll come back soon, and hopefully I will get to stump you hard. We'll try it again. All righty. We will see you, Chris. Say see you, Chris. See you, Chris. <laughs> you did it. You did it. I did. And that's our show. The Fun Size Show is part of the Pop, a pop culture podcast network. A concept from the dumbass mind of the podfather, Ken Mills. Any samples of music or TV heard here remain the property of their owners. Opinions heard here belong to the people who express them and may not reflect the views of our staff. If you like something you heard, buy it today. And if you enjoy the show, like us on Facebook or Twitter and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening. And until next time, I'm your announcer, Christine Wolf, saying... Remember to make every day fun-sized. There, that was romantic, right? Passionate, yeah. No, Brony, that was too little too late. Too little? You said it was a good size. When a girl says it's a good size, it's a nice way of saying that it's small. Hey!